Hey there, this is Ed Townend, and you're listening to the Erratic Control Podcast. This week's podcast is with Alarianne Harrod, who is a singer-songwriter from Swansea. She's quite good at blending um, country and folk and pop influences that she's had, uh, as well as kind of a range of stuff into her work. And um, yeah, I really kind of was interested in hearing from her and her kind of background, especially as she's kind of done a bit, quite a bit of traveling in, in reference to her music. So, but I'll let her talk about that. Uh, this is Alarian Harrod. I like the idea. I like starting off without them knowing we're recording because oh, right, okay. then it's more spontaneous <laughs> yeah. that way. Like I was halfway through an interview with, um, I think it's the last one I did with this guy called Ransom, who was the best DJ in the Cardiff Music yeah. Awards. And I think halfway through the interview, he was like, oh, we're recording. And I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I didn't even realize. Suddenly realized there was quite a few questions there. Yeah. And you're like, hang on. This isn't just like a, yeah, yeah, warm up kind of thing. The more natural the conversation, if you don't feel like you're being recorded, then it's, yeah. it's, it's a bit easier to come up with stuff. But I guess not. <laughs> no, I just crumble. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does kind of take a certain amount of uh, like practice I think to do interviews yeah definitely um have you done many before um I've done a few yeah I like to have a script <laughs> a script <laughs> no not quite but, like but like you kind of know, know what, what you get yeah. yeah okay well that's that's completely the opposite of what I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll help you along <laughs> okay with, yeah you know some people are able to talk about their music quite a lot or are able to talk about their influences quite easily but I think yeah, for some people that is it's difficult. Um, yeah, it's just kind of something you have to learn. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been asking people like what their first musical memory is, and it's. It, I think that it's important to to kind of put that in context at the beginning yeah. of an interview because then you kind of know where they've come from, and then you can see how that path happened. Um, for example, uh, one of the, the interview I did with Mike Dennis, he told me that his first musical memory was him bashing pots and pans on the kitchen floor ah, which i thought was amazing that's, cool. that's yeah, like that's such like, a cool thing is he a like, drummer by any time? No, no 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 he's not he well he plays the cajon but like he's actually a violinist yeah. and so but it's just like one of those things it's like you don't necessarily start no, off playing it's sounds yeah it? yeah it's just and play, he's like playing along with music and i thought that was like that's quite a cool memory to have like my first musical memory it doesn't have to be like you playing or anything it's like but mine is um see michael jackson at the brit awards oh really yeah and like I was just like, that's amazing, that's so cool. And like I remember like wanting to, because he's like had fans under him, and I wanted to be like have the, the fans. <laughs> but I was like, I think I was like three or four, so it's wow, that's un- really yeah, yeah. Just, but that was quite a strong memory for me. I think it's quite, it's quite funny. Um, I think yeah, it's like wearing rags and stuff, so it, like all the rags were blowing in the wind. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, so I think you said that it was a music festival. Yeah, I went to, um, it was called Big Music for Small Nations. It was in, I think it was, I want to say West Wales, but I could be mm. completely wrong. But uh, I saw, um, there was a lot of folk, and I remember seeing Amy Wodge when she was sort of, like, early on in her career. Yeah, yeah just that, I think, and just absorbing all the sounds. Like, I don't know if I was that into listening to music at the time as well. Mm nine and I was probably running around doing like circus skills as well but yeah oh yeah, yeah. it's fine that's... yeah we used to listen to a lot of a lot of Welsh stuff in the car we used to have Tom Jones and Keris Matthews that's I, fair yeah, yeah that's not very... that I take much influence from Tom Jones no but like it's still kind of like that you got that not patriotic but kind of um no it's all ground it and ground it and go oh I could do this because it's yeah. from Wales yeah. it's like once you when you can relate yeah, something to where you. you live like you go oh he lives just he used to live here like, yeah and you can 
kind of go, well, maybe I could do that. Yeah, I think it's a lot of that in Wales, especially like with Michael Sheen from like Port Talbot. Yeah, I live down the road from like Catherine Zeta Jones's parents, really. <laughs> yeah, and, I th- and for me, it was um, Charlotte Church lived around yeah, the corner from me. Charlotte so, like, Church, yeah. and I think. It was strange because at the time she was she seemed quite old to me, but like there isn't actually that much of a no, she's not. Us. Yeah, and but now I like really respect her because yeah. I think she's you know she's doing her own thing. That's wicked. Um, and I saw her actually in December, which was amazing. Oh, did you see her? Uh, I saw her in tram shed, and it was her yeah. like pop dungeon oh, thing. I know. That was so cool. I saw a video I was, of that. I was really like, wow, this is <laughs> this is really it's fun. Different, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and like. I think a lot of people were weirded out by it, but a lot I was really enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, I remember the um, Tissues and Issues album. Yeah. <laughs> no, she out. didn't do any of that. <laughs> no, I just remember that being um, like such a move away from... Yeah, from the opera kind of thing. Yeah. And then she, she kind of had a bit of a... Well, it's just that... I think that happens to a lot of people who are young. Yeah, they, yeah they, you want to change everything. Yeah, I think she's kind of look, looks back on that now and goes, mm, maybe not. <laughs> um, yeah, so like and Amy Rogers is interesting because she is kind of quite important as a musician but not very well known yeah I think if you are a musician or someone who works in music in Wales you do know who she is but the majority of people don't yeah but if you if you're not in the scene you you wouldn't necessarily know she's made it quite big at the moment with like writing as well exactly well that's the thing it's like a, a different way around of looking at it I guess Unless you are really, really into music, you don't know yeah, who you writes the know. songs. Like, yeah. And the fact that she, you know, there's that, like, I remember that article came out and when she, like, when they won the Grammy and, like, yeah. it's like, oh, some from, and it's like, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's like, cool. People just sort of glance over it there. It shows there's an alternative yeah. way to make it in music. You'd have yeah, to be ridiculously exactly. famous. Um, sort of grassroots up, isn't it? Like, yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, exactly. Whatever path you go down. Yeah, and I think that's it's interesting, and in, especially in relation to Ed Sheeran, because he was someone who worked so hard yeah. and is now massive. Yeah, like it, it can work. We're gonna work see him in way. Glastonbury in a couple of weeks' time oh. now. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I like. I'm not really a massive fan of music festivals, but I'd love to go. To yeah, Glastonbury. yeah. I'm, I'm quite excited. Now. Yeah, it is. It's the first time you. It's the first time I've been. We managed to get like resale tickets as oh, well, right. so we weren't even like we hadn't we weren't prepared or anything. We were just like, let's try and get last minute tickets yeah. and see what happens. Apparently, yeah. So, um, I know a couple of people have gone, and it's apparently it's, it's just huge. Yeah. It's like absolutely massive. So I think just be prepared for <laughs> lots of walking. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not surprised. And so, yeah, and then you were saying, um. Well, you said it was embarrassing, the reason that you started being interested in music. Yeah, I started playing the guitar because I saw uh, the film Freaky Friday. I think it was a remake. Is it a remake? Yeah, it's a remake. remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With uh, Lindsay Lohan playing, I think it's Anna, I can't even remember the names or anyone. Oh God, I can't remember character names. She's in a rock band and and she's, you know, miming. But the songs are, are actually quite good. But that just got me into. I wanted to be in a rock band. Obviously, mm. I'm not in a rock band now, so no, my dream I mean, was never real. <laughs> yeah, you find yourself musically. That's why later I wanted on. to play it. Yeah. And um, do you ever feel like you wanted to be in rock? Wanted to be in rock band, rock band now? Or um, probably not. No. I wouldn't mind being in a band or having a band. Yeah, but, but rock bands not. No, I'm not. No. I'm not even that into rock music really. Okay. Anymore. Well, that's I used fine. To be yeah. A little bit. It makes me think of. Uh, I really, I was really into music, but there's this film called Josie and the Pussycats. Don't know if you've. No. I'm it not kind of about. came out around the same time, but it was more popular in America. Oh, okay. And um, it's quite yeah, I really like it. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's brilliant, and it's uh, it's about like the music industry trying to take over teenagers' brains with okay. subliminal messages. Okay, that's quite. That's yeah. probably quite true, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it is, and it's like there's lots of like jokes in it that like yeah. only music industry people would get, and it's like yeah, it's quite, it's oh, quite I might funny. Have watched it, yeah, yeah, it's um, uh, Tara Reid's in it. 
And okay. Like she's um, mm-hmm. she's quite ditzy. And then, uh, do you know who Alan Cumming is? Uh, no, I recognize All right. his name. Yeah, he was, um, I'm trying to think what else he's been, he's been, he was in Cabaret as the MC for quite a while. Mm. Though. Yeah. And, yeah, but he like plays this really dorky English guy. That's so, so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. And it's got like loads of like uh, cameos from musicians from the time as well. But yeah, it was like a comment on the music scene. Right. Yeah, I do watch a lot of um, music scene based dramas. Yeah. So there was one. Um, there was one called Instant Star when I was a teenager. It was, I think it was Canadian, but she sort <laughs> of won like a talent show type thing, and it was like it begins at the, the end of that, and then mm. she starts her sort of career. So like stories. But, yeah, of, it was yeah, really yeah. interesting, and it sort of gave you an insight into yeah how things work in labels and everything. Yeah. What well, one film that I really like that kind of really influenced how I felt about music was School of Rock. Yeah, I like School and, of like, Rock. And, like, it's still got so many lessons yeah. in it that actually, like, yeah, like ring true. true. Because it's, like, it was written by musicians. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I think it's really... No, you can see that. Definitely. And it's, like, I think it's a, a weird kind of classic. You know, you say that's an embarrassing reason, but I think it's, you know, it's... If you're, if you're a, like, legitimate folk singer or something, maybe it's an embarrassing <laughs> reason. But I think... Any way you get into music, so yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good, and that's the reason I started playing. So. Yeah, and it's like, it's not like you still oh, no, I are don't like watch that every, now. It's every, like, exactly, every week. Exactly. Like, it's like, <laughs> every Friday. <laughs> every Friday is Freaky Friday. <laughs> and um, yeah, so you, you, you do move on from that. And yeah. like, uh, so the next question is, uh, what was the first record you bought? Um, I think... It was probably Avril Lavigne, the first album, Let Go. Yeah. Yeah, like I think it was that. Album. I it's still, a good album. I've still it's got one tracks of, I think it's from, one of her best yeah, albums. Like, yeah, no, I, I don't think I even got any of the rest of them. Like, that was so good. Yeah. Like, some of those songs on that. <laughs> <laughs> when, I was, when I was a student, like, we'd go into Live Lounge and, in Cardiff and yeah. request Avril Lavigne <laughs> songs. Like, and it was so good. Um, yeah, it's a good album. And it's like, yeah, she didn't write much of it. But it's kind of it was it's like a lesson in. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know she didn't write much of it. I know she wrote bits of she it. Probably but wrote, she, yeah, you yeah. can feel it in it. I think. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know she's got that attitude where she can bring those songs across, and yeah. I think that's really I really like music like pop music that's like that because you know they they kind of chose those songs yeah. rather than they, they were like yeah yeah. I think that's that's interesting, but yeah, it's a good album. Uh, like losing grip and losing, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm brilliant. with you. It's the best, It's one of the best songs on that album. It's so good. Like <laughs> it's so sort of sad and yeah. I just like and it's one of those albums that I'd still remember the lyrics to. Mm. So oh, yeah. I was listening to something. I had this like really cheesy pop princess album, and I was something came on the on the radio the other day when I was driving, and I was like, I know all the rest of this song. What is this song? It was like Genie in a Bottle by oh, yeah. Christina oh, Aguilera. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? I know all of the words. But that's funny that you didn't, don't even remember what it was. I don't even know what it was. I yeah, got to yeah. the chorus, and I was like, oh, I know, I know yeah, the song yeah. now. But they, oh, yeah, I guess when a verse starts out, yeah, and it's like, like a song oh, you haven't heard for a while, you're like, song. what is it? Like, that's, that's always funny when, it's <laughs> like, when the chorus goes in. Um, I've like worked with a couple of DJs like on club nights and stuff, oh, okay. and it's quite funny when when like people are going, "What is the song?" and then the chorus, it's never called. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely get that feeling. But that's a good first record. Yeah, I think, I think that was that's the first one I remember. Am I? Yeah, I think buying myself like with my pocket money. Or yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mine is awful. Mine is Backstreet Boys. <laughs> um, I don't know many of those. I always get them mixed up with Take That, so then I'm, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, Backstreet Boys a little bit later. I was too yeah. young for Take That. Um, 
Backstreet Boys are American, and yeah, their songs oh, okay. are their songs are terrible. Like yeah. they're not ones you can go back <laughs> and listen to and go, "Oh, these are fun." No, they are really bad songs. Like so, it's, it's nothing. I was to be there proud writing of. a song earlier, and I started playing the middle eight of it. Oh yeah, you saw, saw that. Video, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just like, "Oh, this sounds really good," and then I was like, "It sounds really familiar," and then I was like, "This is busted <laughs> on the piano." <laughs> That's fine. Like. <laughs> There's so many songs that kind of rip off each other. Yeah. Um, I was listening to the new Paramore album earlier, and I was oh, like, "That's good. I like that." Yeah, I, I was like, I was a bit apprehensive about it because when I first when I heard the first single, I was like, "This is totally not what this it's used not, to sound I like." I remember what the first single was. I remember uh, like, Hard yeah. Times. Yeah, and I was just like, "This is really strange. This is like it's different." I, I liked it more because I wasn't a huge fan of the British indie. Oh right, sort okay, of well, thing they did, but that's fair enough. Like, I, around, I, guess. I think the last album was like um, um, absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, I was like really nervous about listening to it, and but loads of people got no, no, you really need yeah. to listen to it. So I did, I did earlier, and I was like, actually, no, this is quite good. But there was one of the songs um, had this this chords from um, this song called "Genius of Love" by the right. Tom Tom Club, which is an offshoot of Talking Heads, and I was like, these are exactly the same chords, and I was like, so surely someone has surely said this already, and I googled it, it. Yeah. nobody had said no, it, really? and I was like, what? These are clearly uh... the same chords. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of songs that do that, and I, I don't think that's kind of like. I mean, there's only so many chords. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I think there's there's some video that's like, when will when will there be no mu- music left? Yeah. But it doesn't matter as long as you can reinterpret it. Yeah. And, like there yeah. is and a million combinations. New for, yeah. You know, a new generation of people. Exactly, and that's I really enjoy like sampling because of that like uh, the new Selena Gomez song. I talk I about Talking Heads again, like, um, but it samples the bass line from a Talking Heads song, oh, okay. and it's like. You wouldn't expect it, and it um, works really yeah. well. And it's like, I really, I really cool. enjoy that kind of thing. And but when it's done badly, it's done. <laughs> Is that that? I think I've heard that song actually. It's bad liar. Yeah. Yeah. Someone was playing it for me the other day. Yeah, I really like it. But um, but then you've got stuff like Pitbull and him just like completely <laughs> ripping off songs, and you're just like, no, yeah. it doesn't work. So Avril Lavigne was that post the Freaky Friday experience. Um. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was around the same sort of time. Yeah, so it was like that and then starting to listen to more yeah. rock music. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and you said you used to, you don't listen to as much rock music now. What I kind mean, of thing? it wasn't a whole lot. I used to listen to Green Day. I think everyone used to listen yeah, to Green Day. Yeah, <laughs> but fine, like, <laughs> that's, that 14, was kind of like our, um, our generation. I don't know, you're around the same age as me. Yeah, the same okay. age as you. Okay, good. Phew. I was just like, <laughs> I don't want to assume. But yeah, that was kind of that, that era and it was more interesting music yeah like, like the chili peppers were yeah. big and i know i mean and i look back now and go no oh, well they could have been listening to this which is what i listen to now yeah. but it's at the same time it's like that's how you got into yeah, music. yeah that's, that's what i started with and there was a lot of like bands in my school and oh yeah really things that are covering like chili peppers and bon jovi and like, bon jovi. All that sort of thing yeah i, I really remember i remember that one song because i thought it was um i think it was you give love a bad name and I thought that I, the ba- it was the band's song because I oh, never really? heard it before. You know, oh, so yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, I really like that one. And they're like, oh, that cover of Bon Jovi. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was that was the best one. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> so was that in Swansea or was that? That was in Swansea, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Were you in any bands in high um, school? No, I've never really been in a band. Um, no. So just like solo stuff? Yeah, like. just solo stuff. I used to be in a sort of folky pop duo with my friend Claire. Yeah, we've got like loads of sort of. We used to listen to a lot of like country and Taylor Swift, and okay. we still listen to a lot of Taylor Swift. Yeah, but, but like like we early Taylor yeah, Swift, yeah, really early yeah. on, and like other country stuff. And so we had a little, we had a little sort of homemade okay. album that I did once. But that's yeah, that's so, that's somewhere in the depths. Yeah, yeah, laptop. no, I'm. I still, I still on my iPod, my uh, yeah, 
my band's music that I just go, <laughs> oh no, this is weird. Um, but kind of writing music when you're a teenager can be quite interesting. I mean, yeah, I still yeah. look, I still look back on some of those songs that I wrote and I go, that was good. Yeah, that was all right. Wasn't bad. Like, like literally, the first song I wrote, I was about fourteen, and I released it the earlier this year. Yeah, all oh, right. I released it in English and in Welsh. Yeah, but that that was like one of the first songs I ever wrote. So and have, did it, and it was quite... change much from when you first um, wrote it? Other than there's a Welsh version, yeah, like not particularly, not really, you know, but it's it's done well. Like it's it's one of the most sort of played songs I've released. So it's yeah. quite funny. Yeah, that's that good, happened. and it's. I think it's kind of. A, when did you write it? Do you know? I wrote it probably about ten years ago. Okay, I think well, it's eleven years. Yeah, ago. it's good to kind of write that right yeah. at that age because you're so much more in touch with like your emotions. And yeah, stuff. I think you're like really in touch with your emotions, and you've got. You have got more time. Yeah, true. To do it, and yeah. I think life changes so much more quickly. Yeah. So you're sort of experiencing more, and you're writing definitely, more. Definitely, definitely. I create my own kind of rubbish music that no one's ever going to hear, but like, I find it uh, hard to sit down and write a song, and it it has to come quite naturally. Yeah. And I think you know some people can sit down and write songs straight off the bat, but mm-hmm. like, I think it's really hard to do it unless you're quite natural about it. Yeah, I think. I think it's hard. I've been trying to write a lot more recently because I got to the point where I was like, I don't have any new songs. I yeah. need to write some. I think it does come naturally, but it comes more naturally if you put yourself in the in the situation where you where you are writing. You know, like I think the more you write, the more it comes naturally. And sometimes you just have to force yourself to write something, even if it's awful. Yeah. And it gets you like in that frame of mind. Yeah. Do you think? Um... What kind of stuff are you writing about, if if that's a question I can ask? Yeah, um, just sort of, like, experiences that have, I don't know, sort of vague, that sounds really vague. But no, like, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's quite a personal question yeah, to ask like, a musician, but it's... Um, I think everything has to come out of what you've experienced or, like, yeah, you know, imagination does come into it as well. Mm-hmm. I find a lot of stuff I write, it'll, like, I'll take it from something really small and then like exaggerate it mm. a lot like I wrote a song called um I sent you one called don't take me home I think I might play it for you I wrote it sort of based on my boyfriend was just being lazy and watching a film in the house and I didn't want to do that and so I wanted to go out and do something else mm. and, that, and then I just invented the sort of whole that's like okay. I'm stuck in the house and everything sucks and blah blah blah, blah. yeah 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 okay and it sort of became something but it's only you know just taken from that little little that frustration kind of or idea. anything yeah, yeah. yeah. That, okay that's interesting yeah and that's quite funny how, yeah, like you can blow something out for Yeah, like, you know, you listen to it, be like, I didn't, you know, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't, yeah, like, exactly. it wasn't, it wasn't that, that bad, bad at I know, all. I know, like. I know. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten in trouble with writing songs about people because you do do that. Yeah, you're like, exaggerating. You go, that's, then they'll be like, that's a really harsh thing to say. I'm like, well, I didn't mean it quite, but it just yeah. it sounds better when you, t- oh, yeah, I got yeah. in real trouble like, when I wrote songs <laughs> oh, about yeah. people. And I was like, I just don't let listen, anyone no. listen to my music anymore. So that's fine. <laughs> yeah, when you write, songs about people it's quite difficult for them do, do you like when you sing those songs live or something or record them or whatever are you thinking about those situations i find once you like the more you play them the more the song just becomes its own thing so like yeah. i was playing songs last night and i suddenly thought like oh this song's about like this person that i never speak to anymore but i wouldn't even think about them when i was singing the song Okay, and but do you, it, when you do remember those things, does it like stop you, or is it? No, like, not really. It's sort of it's just, just like, like an oh, appreciation just... of like that's where that song has come from, and 
Yeah, and that's a thing and in the past almost, now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's cool. And it, you know, can kind of bad experiences can turn into good. Yeah, things. definitely. I've got. A, I mean, you probably heard my song "Fuel," and that's, mm. that is about writing about your bad experiences and yeah. turning it into a good experience because you've you've got something out of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, a lot of music can come out of pain, and then yeah, a lot of you know, there's some debate where the certain people should write music because they haven't been through certain experiences and it's like that's that's no i think everyone's experiences are valid in yeah the, in their own right definitely and as long as you're making something interesting yeah. it's like why not yeah exactly i mean some people have you know this talent where they can invent things and it's just as real as if it, they've mm-hmm. gone through it themselves so it just depends on where yeah, the music comes I, from i find that that that's kind of like a different like degree of songwriting yeah, when you can write something skill. about nothing yeah. like can come up with these yeah. stories we were um, talking to someone about um, David Bowie last last year, and I was still sort of thinking, I don't, I don't know if I take much inspiration from him. Then I was like, his ability to just write a song about absolutely anything yeah. is quite remarkable. Yeah, and like, yeah, I, I find that extraordinary. It's like, how can you write something with that much conviction yeah. about, about, about something, something you've never experienced exist? or, or yeah. doesn't yeah. exist? Yeah. Um, so we talked about the fact that you were interested in in becoming a musician after yeah. a certain point but when did you kind of start writing well you said you did you start in high school yeah I started in in high school I started right started playing guitar uh, my mum had this old acoustic out of tune nylon string monstrosity yeah <laughs> and I started playing that I learnt um I think it was leaving on a jet plane was the first song I learnt okay cool and then See, that's a good question to ask people. I yeah, haven't thought of that Yeah, yet. that's a good no. question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that was the first song I learned because there's like three chords. <laughs> and um, but I just sort of started trying to learn any song I sung and, or knew the words to, I'd just try and work it out on the yeah. guitar. This was before I discovered like ultimate guitar and all of oh, the really? ways so you can Oh, really? So you would actually... try and work it out Yeah, with I the would chords. sit there yeah. and like listen to it and just try and work it out that's before cool. I realized that's... someone else had probably done that better. Yeah, yeah but it's like, it's, it's interesting because when you do that and you go, oh, but this is an interesting way to play it. Um, but yeah, like when you do find like that website and you go, oh, this oh, is how to play easy. all the songs <laughs> that ever existed. And it's like, that's yeah. so cool. No, I used to, um, I used to play a lot of the Taylor Swift songs. Mm. I met um, my friend Clara in the first year of sixth form and then she was sort of exactly the same. She'd learned yeah. to play by taught herself and we used to just sing basically all the Taylor Swift songs with harmonies all the time. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. And it's kind of with Taylor Swift, especially it's like, People now perceive her as this massive pop star, but she started off yeah. being a country singer, which is something quite alien to people. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. That's what got me really into country music, and a lot of because I first start, when I first started listening to her, I thought these songs are really like personal, but they're not. They're personal on like a really down to earth level. So mm. it was like you're actually just having a conversation with her rather than mm. sort of like not that she doesn't use like metaphors and imagery and everything, yeah, yeah. but she but was really like down to earth like... and talking to you in the song. That's why. That's why I th- when I thought like, I could probably write something like this. I think the only thing that I've heard from that kind of era of Taylor Swift is mm. Love Story because... Yeah, was, that's like, actually a second song. album. So okay, got, well, see, yeah, exactly. One as so well, I'm, which I'm, are a really country one. I'm completely yeah, ignorant it's, of that. Yeah, it's very, like, sound down to earth. I think Fearless was the first album I bought there. Okay. Part, but of Taylor Swift, not yeah. in general. But yeah, I think, I think that's interesting to kind of... Um, I used to say... I feel really bad about it now, but I used to say I used to, I like I like all kinds of music except country music, <laughs> and it's like 
I said that to Rob from Junior Bill, and he just oh, looked yeah. at me, like shook his head, no. like, "Yeah, but you haven't listened to the right country music." And I was like, There's "You're so probably much right." Of it as well. Yeah, that's the thing. But like, I wasn't. I'm not really like a fan of Johnny Cash. Like, I can, I can appreciate him yeah. and like, but things like that. And just a lot of the country music I've heard is like n- not something. Oh, I there's re- some really awful, awful country yeah, exactly. music. I've got this um, compilation in my car that's like country heartbreak album songs, <laughs> and some of them I was listening to, it and I was like, "Why was this ever released? It is so bad." I know it's badly written. It's badly like everything is just awfully cheesy. That's something that really. But there's worked. some gems in that album. Yeah, that I was like, that's I'm amazing. Sure. And I'm, but that's the thing. Like, that's what really frustrates me about people talking about music now because people have got such a much wider, no, much easier way of, of talking about music because yeah. they've got the internet and stuff, and they're going, "Oh, music now is terrible. It was so much better back." No, there's time. some really bad stuff exactly. from every you ju- every you've era. You've just forgotten about. Yeah, it. it's because like, the good stuff comes forward. I exactly, think, and, and like, it will you know, do. People forget about the Osmonds, who are this terrible. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like... was, was it? It was um, achy breaky heart. Exactly. Like, blasting like, my car. Oh my God, I was like, like, this is just, this is just so awful. awful. But then, I, like, I know that song in particular because you know, um, it's the same era as like Dolly Parton and yeah. some of her stuff's like classic, and you hear it all the time on like exactly. every playlist. Yeah, yeah. There's like you know, there's that's the thing. It's like there is good and bad in each yeah. era, and like you you have to ignore the bad stuff yeah. right now <laughs> because it's not going to matter in ten no. years. Like. You know, I, I personally don't enjoy like quite a lot of modern stuff. Like, but I don't complain about it. No, it's... because I mean, if I don't really don't understand it, then I'm like, <laughs> I don't. If a lot of it is, if I don't, if I really have a go at something, it's because they've done something previously which I've liked. Yeah. So and sort of one, sold out. A bit yeah. Well, not even that, but just like written something really bad. Yeah. Like, um, recently it was Jason Derulo. And like mm. he can kind of be quite hit and miss. Yeah. I did quite like. Um, he was really big when I was talking to you. And like um, the one with he did with Snoop Dogg, which was ridiculous. Like, but so good. Oh, I've forgotten what it's called now. I found that a lot with the... oh wiggle. Yeah, I was just like that's <laughs> so funny that song. Like, but it's so good. But then he did swallow. I'm not even sure. Oh, okay. Oh, it's so bad. It's awful. It's awful. I'm just like I find I that with um, Rihanna. I used to listen to so because my flat, flatmate in uni was just obsessed with yeah. Rihanna. I'd blast it all the time. Yeah, and I'd be like, "This is a really, really good song." And then the next time I come, I'd be like, "This is a really, this really is awful. bad song." Yeah. <laughs> I know it's like you can't you can't satisfy everyone, yeah. but at the same time, like you kind of do question why not every yeah. song is. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of country thing. Yeah. So I used to say like I don't, I don't really. And I still haven't really invested much time in it because I've been so busy. But um, someone who really changed my mind on country music. I don't know. Sorry. First of all, do you consider what the music you play country music? Um, I Some of it. Yeah? I find like I get influences from it, but then I like sing something. And I'll be like, this isn't really that country. No. I think it can be, you know, for me, I define country in a different way that I would define folk. Yeah. I think it. I think with country, it does have those American roots. So yeah, it's kind of hard to replicate being from that. Britain to replicate mm. that without seeming like you're yeah, ripping yeah. it off or but appropriating it. Someone that I've so yeah. So like when I when I've heard your music, I wouldn't have necessarily associated it with country music. So no, it's quite interesting to know that you've got that influence. I think the influence is more that the storytelling of country yeah. music because yeah. that is a big factor. And I know it is in all music, but there's a real sense of like this is I'm telling a story and. I think a lot of um, lyricists, really good lyricists, are inspired by country or things yeah. like that. Things you wouldn't expect yeah. them to be inspired by because it doesn't matter where you get that inspiration. No, exactly. As long as you can put it into yeah. something else, it doesn't have to be the same genre like <laughs> at all. Um, 
but someone I've heard heard recently that kind of started to change my mind on country music, and it might be just because they're kind of like the modern equivalent. Yeah. Um, is do you know Brian Isia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So I saw her um at uh one of Beth and Alvin was yeah, doing uh, a a session in the Millennium Center, and she played, and she was playing like finger picks, like country yeah. music, and I was like. I really like this. This is really, really good. Yeah. And like, I was like, I think I'm all right with country music now. Like, I think <laughs> I can finally check that one off my list. But it's, I think you've got to hear the right thing. Yeah, you've got to find something you like. Like this, I, lo- I don't like a lot of rap music. I wouldn't, mm-hmm. It's not my genre, but there's some things that are like, that. actually, that's a really yeah, cool so, song. So I can think of something, I can think of someone who would, you would like because they have country yeah. roots. And like, for me, with rap music, it was started off the same way because someone introduced me to someone who had rock roots, okay, like and punk roots, yeah. And, and it, then so they kind of sound like that, and then that expanded myself, yeah, like. And now I, I listen to all kinds of rap music. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think you know you've got to find an entryway, and I think yeah. it's becoming a lot easier now, like with the internet, to kind of broaden your yeah, your no, perspective on music. I find like I listen to a lot of um, my boyfriend's really into ska music. So I I wouldn't like necessarily play it, but yeah. like at a gig, I'd be like, "This is really fun! Like this is really fun." Yeah, music. it's kind of like I'm not. It's, it's funny. I work with this ska reggae kind of band, but I wouldn't personally listen to it no. because it's kind of that kind of music that you listen to to relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and for true. me, music is something I engage with. Yeah, so, either relaxing or uh, dancing and yeah, just yeah, being precisely. Just fun out and about. If, but if, yeah, I if I'm sitting in my house and put exactly, it on. if I'm drunk and like I'm out with friends, scar and reggae, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, fine. But like, I don't think it's. Yeah, I think there's definitely a time and a place for all all genres. Yeah, really. exactly. Uh, yeah, I for example, like, <laughs> I heard. Um, that I don't know if you you've seen it, but there's a ska band that came out with a song that's got to number two okay. now. It's called Liar Liar, and it's about oh, Theresa yeah, May. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, that's uh, what I like about ska and reggae is it's quite it gets to be quite political. Yeah, sometimes. that's that's and wicked. I think that's, yeah, and I, I mean it's fun and it, that it, it, political it, stuff in another genre doesn't always it can ring be quite true. It's a bit yeah. Sort of weird. It can be quite. I think that's that's what's interesting about ska and reggae because when you get political in other genres, it can be quite. It's a hard balance. Yeah. To kind of get that without sounding too like precocious yeah, or like or whatever. Yeah, like really depressed. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Oh, <laughs> Either yeah. way, a swing, yeah, a swing yeah, no, is like you have to just. I think you have to make fun of politics, or it's. Yeah, or like yeah, exactly. Miserable. I think that's yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's really really good point. You have to make fun of politics to kind of like fight against it. Yeah, and, like, to fight against it or to make sense of it. Really. Because otherwise, you'll just end up despairing. Yeah, like. Yeah, but um, and then you're right as well. Like Sky and Reggae, like is quite political, but it doesn't get very deep about it. No, like it can send a message, but it doesn't like yeah. have to get into all the kind of. Issues and it doesn't. About have to, it. it doesn't alienate people. It just sort of engages with. Yeah, and you like you go. I'm enjoying this, but also at the same time, I understand it's saying something interesting. Yeah. That's that's a good kind of follow on. Uh, you say it's it's harder to kind of get that across in other genres. I think so. Like, I mean, like I've been t- people keep telling me I need to write political songs. Well, that's because, yeah. You know, that's I'm my that's really my next it, question. But it's like... sort of I can't marry that at the moment with no. what I write. Uh, it probably is a way of doing it. I yeah. just haven't sort of, I don't associate, I keep them in sort of separate. Yeah, spheres. Yeah, spheres. Um, yeah, so I think the songs you write are quite personal. Yeah. And I think it's hard to change that. Yeah, from... and I think although politics is personal, it's it's more of a soci- sociological yeah. thing. It's more of like a group thing. I think 
what can be quite powerful when you're writing songs from a political perspective is if you do try and make them personal like yeah less so like about yourself but yeah. more about other people that are affected yeah that's true and um i think that's kind of quite an interesting way of you know bringing i'm not i, I mean i can quote a load of political stuff that i mm. like in music but at the same time like i don't have to think about it as a no. political song yeah sometimes so it's fine like and like after the last election or after like I was going oh my god like I'm not doing enough yeah and then I realized I worked with quite a political band and they're putting those political ideas out there and I think that's and that's like yeah, you are contributing is, in that cool. way because you're kind of making people think yeah whilst they're enjoying themselves yeah. so it's always nice <laughs> it's quite funny hearing um Junior Bill on Sunday play really kind of working class songs to a load of middle class people oh yeah <laughs> it was really nice. it was, i mean they're not exactly all working class but like i mean i was in bristol the other the other day and the mm. amount of vote signs and like labor signs and yeah you know there's green and everything it's quite a it's a yeah, city but it's i find it to be more sort of left-wing yeah yeah i mean although they did didn't they just vote in a Tory mayor or something? They might have done. Yeah, they did something recently <laughs> that was really bad. I've forgotten. I think it was that. Mm. I think they voted in a Tory mayor. Um, but yeah, no, Bristol is quite, I think, but they've got like quite a loud voice. And I think yeah. the problem with, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about politics on this. Oh, but, quite cool. Okay, cool. Because some people just like don't want to kind of put that out there. But I, you have been no, quite been heavily. Very yeah, <laughs> which is like, I really appreciate it. And like, you're doing it in quite an interesting way, whereas a lot of people are like doing the same thing, like moaning about the Tories. But you're like, you're quite it seems like you're really well clued up on it um i'm gonna try to be i try and yeah and i think that's read as many different sources that's the difference because people can be yeah exactly okay great exactly because people can be quite reactionary to one article or another yeah it's like i do i do know what i mean yeah and it's i think you're doing it in quite a fair way that's what i appreciate about people at the moment we're so getting into a political conversation fine um, no it's fine i Um, mean it's going to be completely out of of context because um, this is going to be out after the election so who knows (laughs) um yeah i think the the thing i've appreciated about about jeremy corbyn is that he won't rise to personal attacks and he won't attack back in a personal Mm. way because it's everything is relevant no no you're right the issues are that is that is very true because um, I'm not exactly the biggest fan of Corbyn. You know, again, this could be completely in a different context in a couple of weeks. But I, I've been a member of the Labour Party since I was 16. Oh, okay. Um, I think even before that. Yeah. yeah, no, 16 because that's when you could sign up. But obviously I couldn't yeah. vote until I was 18. And so, like, I've seen it and I've seen it shift. Like, I remember being three years old and being aware of what politics were really? and the Tories were bad and Labour yeah, was yeah, good. Yeah. It's like, that's what I find. That's exactly. my upbringing as well. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, it's also at the same time, it's like, I didn't, I wasn't indoctrinated into it because I was made aware of why those things were yeah. true. Um, but I think, you know, you've got people have different perspectives because they live, lead, lead different yeah, lives. Exactly. Unfortunately, like, when I found out, when I found out, like, this girl I really liked was a Tory after like and I was like okay cool and yeah, then cut, but like put two and two together I was like yeah that makes sense for her like but now I can never say I haven't kissed a Tory so it's like ah no oh, I think I can I think yeah, I can say well that done. I'm hoping I like know. I keep my <laughs> it's like it's just one of those things where you go oh shit it's like but, um, life bingo have you yeah yeah <laughs> but um yeah and so I've kind of grown up knowing knowing the difference and and being aware of it and I think um I understand how, you know, the fact that you can, you have to have a strong party to be in power. Yeah. Um, 
and and about how the establishment kind of when it suddenly becomes the establishment people vote against it because yeah. because they don't necessarily agree with like minor things that they're doing and they don't see yeah that's what I, f- I found quite interesting is people would say yeah I agree with all of it apart from that bit so I can't vote and I'm like you can though yeah exactly if you agree with all of it apart <sighs> from that I know it's frustrating it's better than voting for someone you don't agree with anything they say but so in 2010 I think it was yeah um and all my friends were like oh, I'm voting Lib Dem and I was like right I'm only gonna say this once because I don't like banging on about like politics stuff but if you vote for Lib Dem the Tories are gonna get in yeah and they're like no I no it's not well. yeah exactly and then that's exactly what happened and all my friends went like I hate Lib Dems I hate Lib Dems and I was like, just like yeah, I'm not saying, I'm saying anything, anything. But, <laughs> but like that's exactly but, I mean, what happens you know I just think you need a society that's varied and balanced and work and yeah and does work for everyone and you know and even trying to sort of bring it back to music a little bit I think there's more in like I think that works for musicians because it's grassroots up and yeah you know that's the way like the Labour Party or at least you know that was why it was founded was for like workers and for people yeah and like I just I just thought of a really interesting metaphor it's like grassroots venues and like yeah and local, that, you know, local that venues wouldn't happen. They're, they're, they're like yeah but they're like the equivalent of the low party and they then, are and, and then the voice and x factor is like the tory party yeah it is it's <laughs> literally you know and you've got to fight for all the, the smaller voices exactly. otherwise you'll end up with a really boring mainstream not that there's anything wrong with mainstream music but like but it's not even that it's it's harder for people to break into that and i think but it it's music driven by profit yeah rather than, rather by than passion passion yeah exactly and um you know, I was going to say something, like, driven by, like, community and stuff, but passion is really yeah. what should be driving yeah. music. Um, and, yeah. And the community needs to support that. And, you know, obviously we've seen with arts cuts and venues closing, and it's, it's you know, it's not working no, and, for and, creative know, industries. Exactly. And it's, like, I think the successes in the, in the past, like, 10, 20 years in Cardiff and Wales have, on the majority, come from government funding. Yeah. And that needs to continue. Yeah. And if if the Tories get in, that won't. It won't continue. It won't. Well. And then what are we going to do? Like, how yeah. are we? We're not going to have the money to do it because we're, no, exactly. we're broke. I as hell. <laughs> yeah, I think there's something, definitely something in that. Because yeah, you look at um, you look at certain musicians and you look how far they've come. And if you if you do trace it back, you can tell that it came from being yeah, supported. Yeah, came from yeah by grassroots. You like, know, I hate I hate this sort of argument. I was talking to someone about like making your own way and sort of like how capitalism mm. allows you to make your own way. I was like, it doesn't completely though. Cause you never make your own way. You never build something from nothing. You always have, you build something out of everyone you've ever spoken to, yeah. everyone you've ever met, everyone you've ever heard you played with, or you've had support from. It's like a group effort. Even if yeah. you're the sort of soul, like heartbeat, heartbeat yeah. of that. No one is an Island. No, no one is an Island. Everyone relies exactly. on everyone else. Like, and How, there's no shame in that. If you li- literally using that metaphor, like using that metaphor in a literal, literal way, if you get stuck on a desert island with an acoustic guitar, if you're there with someone who's also who knows how to play that acoustic guitar, but you don't, and the difference between that and being there on your own, which where how are you going to yeah, learn quicker? Exactly. With someone or on your yeah, own? Like that's gonna... exactly. And you know we need to support each yeah. other. You can always get further with help. Yeah, and and I think everyone exactly, and like I, and now I, that. I get quite frustrated because I try and help other people, and I'm seen as I don't know. I'm not going to get too into <laughs> it, but like I'm, and then people like think I'm either into interfering or like, like oh, okay. making it about myself or something, and I'm just like, no, I just like to help people. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, um, I think that's kind of 
is something I fight with quite a lot. But um, do you have you found that you know working? Well, I don't know. Obviously, you have, but working with other people is quite important. Yeah, I definitely do. Like I've been doing a lot more writing with other people mm. recently, and I thought at first I was like, I can't because then it's not it's not my stuff. Yeah. But I, you know, I had a writing session with with like three people this week, and not all at once, like three mm. three different writing sessions. But then I went home and wrote a song on my own mm. about not not about that, but like that's that's come from the fact that I'd spent the week writing, and that's still my song. I wrote it like in mm-hmm. isolation of and anyone think- else, but. Do you think those that was like so influenced by? Yeah, those I think writers? it was influenced, and like I have, I did write a song with both of those people as yeah. well. But I think that just put me in that like mindset of writing again, and it gave me more ideas. Yeah, like, okay, great. I worked with um, Skill uh, Rebecca, and she showed me different sort of tunings, which I know on the guitar, but I've never yeah like, bothered to use. And and I was like, right, I'm gonna try and play something in this. So I'd like tune the guitar completely differently, and then of course I was like. I can't play the guitar anymore because I don't know what, where the chords are. So I was forced then to like okay. go back and be like, right, yeah. okay, well, let's try this. Whereas if I'm like, I know what that is. I know that's a C, I know that's a D, I know that's a G. I'll be like, right, what can I put together? And it's mm. too much of like a head game before you've even started and like playing around and you're never going to... It could be quite natural anyway. then to, yeah. Yeah, to... It's more that instead yeah. of a conscious thing. It's more natural. It was thing. more like, like a what's this sound like? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll put that with it. Exactly, and like you come up with the strangest kind of arrangements when you do that. Yeah, and like because you don't. You like put a capo on pers- and you go conceived ideas about it. Yeah, you put a capo on. Everything's different. Yeah. like uh, a capo for people who don't know is something that bars all the strings, mm-hmm. so it can kind of the open notes that yeah. you play on that. Oh, I love them. It's <laughs> like they all sound completely different, so you can use it to change octaves, but you can. It's also kind of. It's just a different way of yeah, playing. Yeah, it just changes the key of the strings, I guess. Yeah, but like, and then you can play certain yeah. things that you wouldn't be able to yeah, play yeah, yeah. if you didn't have one. And it's yeah. like, I think that's, um, you know, some people use it, yeah, to change keys yeah, and it's play sort the same of, thing. Yeah. But at the same time, you yeah. can kind of open up. I don't know, It's it's that's a really technical thing to talk about, <laughs> but it's like, it, do, it does go to show that one little thing can influence yeah, you to write sort of, something. Yeah, it'll throw you off slightly and then you're yeah. like, right, what can I do with this now? This is what I've got and what can I, yeah, I like, make with it? I like that kind of thing if you throw yourself into the deep end Yeah, and like try and come yeah, out definitely. of it. Yeah, definitely. Because I think it, like most successes, most successes in life come from throwing yourself into the deep yeah. end. No, you're I not, agree. Um, I mean, you can be cautious and, not, and like <laughs> stuff, but like then it's not going to be as spontaneous no, and that's interesting. Yeah. And I like people who throw... Sorry, I just thought of um, throwing yourself into the deep end quite literally because uh, yesterday was the 20th anniversary of Jeff Buckley's death. And I just like, it's just made me go, oh shit, yeah, like he drowned. So I just feel yeah. like it's kind of like, oh, just like, I was like, oh, that's the thing oh, that no. my brain is just, yeah. my brain is just connected. No, I haven't listened to a lot. I have heard something. Mm. Like, I, I don't like kind of going, oh, you have to go and listen to him because like, it's fair enough if people don't enjoy it, like certain types of music and I, I'm trying to restrain myself from like but then again a lot of people go oh have you heard of, have you heard this band and I go no I've heard of them but I've never heard that's them. what I feel like with a lot of people at the moment yeah and I think I need to start listening yeah rather that's, than that's another going. thing that I've been trying to do is just listen to more because I I'd listen to I'm guilty of listening to like the same things and then mm-hmm. I think I'm not gonna have any more inspiration if I'm just listening to this song yeah like one, this of, album. one of my favorite musicians came uh, recently came about because uh, she covered a Death Cab for Cutie song. <laughs> so get Death Cab for Cutie posted it on yeah. their Facebook. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. I like <laughs> I like that song because it's one of their yeah. less well-known songs. So I was like, I'll listen to this. And I was like, oh, that's that was good. 
Uh, maybe I'll listen to this and I watched her main video. I was like, oh, this is all right. And I was like, I listened to the album and then I ended up not listening to anything else for six weeks. No. <laughs> because she was so fantastic yeah. and I'm seeing her in two weeks. Oh, and it's cool. like, what's her name? She's Julian Baker. Julian Baker. No. And she's so, okay. she's like, I, I know I, I keep banging on about, but I actually met, uh, not met, but like I know two people this week that I've talked to about her and they're the first people who have ever really? said like they know who she is. Yeah. And I was just like, that blows my mind. And I did used to listen to Death Cab for Cutie a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, Death Cab's really interesting because, you know, now, now they're quite, clean yeah but their really early stuff is really interesting as well and i like and then that in between period where they were like really emo yeah that's what i mean like you emo. hear the name and you just think that's oh, so emo, so emo. <laughs> like um i think everyone went through that phase a little bit like trans- transatlanticism's just like yeah on those albums, it was like oh that hurts <laughs> <laughs> have you have you ever heard of a guy called well band slash guy called dashboard confessional oh no i don't think so yeah that is that, prop- emo, that is emo. like as emo as it gets <laughs> like but just so something so beautiful about it. Um, it's one of the not one of the first gigs. It was the first gig I ever took photos as at yeah. when I was a music photographer, and it was just him and a guitar. But everyone in the room was singing all the words, mm-hmm. and like sometimes that's really annoying. But it was so beautiful, yeah. especially because like <laughs> South Wales is full of amazing singers. That's true. So it's like, and he's completely used to it by now yeah. because they're kind of songs that you do just learn all the lyrics to. I mean, it's not the greatest music in the world, but it's still kind of like, you, I, it comes up on shuffle. Yeah. And if you're in the right mood, it's fine. But if you're not, it's just like, this, like, this is, is so awful. cheesy. It's like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So yeah, so you talked about a few of your influences. Like, I know like Taylor Swift is kind of like that early kind of influence, yeah. but what other music do you think kind of inspires um, you? I got really into Gabrielle Aplin a couple of years ago because um, I was doing them. Um, photography recently and someone said like you have to make it look like the sort of music that you do and I was like how does that work well photography no like if oh. you're having like band photos it was like oh, you need yeah. to make sure that that's like it sort of represents your music and you know it looks like that's what you'd listen to and mm-hmm. I thought like how does that work but then I was in um, I think the tube in London after like an audition for some play mm. but um I saw I saw the English Rain like album cover and I thought I'd like that music and then I sort of w- realised that's what they were trying to tell me. Yeah. In that, like, it looks like I know I'd like that. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> and then a I put really it, and interesting I looked, point. I wrote a name down and just I just saw a poster and I wrote yeah. a name down and I looked up when I got home and I was like, yeah, I, I do like this. That's... So... Well, that's that, the best that marketer example. did their like, job yeah. properly, didn't they? Yeah. That's really... Yeah, that's interesting. I haven't thought of it like that. Like, you look at an album cover and go, oh, I, I think yeah. I'll like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I can think of a few albums, but I don't think... I wonder if I've ever bought an album just because of the album cover. <laughs> that's it, yeah. That's the last one. I mean, buy the album first off. I had to listen on YouTube. Yeah, oh, yeah. Whatever, yeah but you, know, but you do but that like, now, don't yeah, you? Like, yeah. it used to be you where you would buy a record and you haven't heard it before. Yeah. But that's complete, that's an alien concept yeah, to people it's, now. Yeah, it's quite funny now. Um, exactly, like, you won't sell records if no one's heard it, unfortunately. No. So, but, like, you know, we have to adapt to that, yeah. I think. But yeah, that's really interesting. That's so so you kind of understand that. That's yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand that. Now. And yeah, I'm and still working on actually doing it. But yeah, no, but you kind of you <laughs> no, kind of have that idea, that and you understand. Now. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'm t- I I know, and I definitely know cases of bands and artists where I've seen photos of them, and then they sound completely different. Yeah, to what they look and I like. think I think I, it's one of those things where you know it's wrong, you know when it's wrong, but you don't necessarily know when it's right, even though it is. It's like, but then also that can be quite bad because. I will see maybe I see a photo or an album of a band and go, oh, I know I won't like that. 
Yeah. But I know I haven't even listened yeah. to it. So it can kind of, it can be good yeah, and it can, no, can I mean, be bad. It's so like it can like, judging a book yeah, by its so, cover sort of thing. Yeah, so you're right. You kind of have to convey that image across, which is not good. It's not the easiest thing either. It's, it's, also, yeah, it's, it's also not yeah, very easy, but when you, when you nail it, you nail it. Yeah. Like, and I think, I think you have to make it interesting as well. There's that photo of you with the flowers around you. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that, that works really yeah, well. That, okay, that is really yeah. good to represent your music. But um, yeah, but if you get it wrong, it can kind of put people off. Or, yeah, put people off or sort of think, oh, it doesn't quite fit. Yeah, It wasn't yeah. what I was expecting. Or... Definitely. That's made me think quite a lot about like music I like and how the imagery is quite important. Um, I think we underappreciate that. I know yeah. I know there's kind of been a resurgence of it now with like people like liking vinyl and stuff. Yeah, my sister's got a massive vinyl collection yeah. now. What I find really strange is lots of people buy vinyl and they don't own record players. No, I know, yeah. We've we've got we've got one in my house, but I don't know how I feel about <laughs> I'm not that. Quite sure why you why you've got Yeah, that. because I don't personally buy vinyl because I'm such a like technician yeah that i find it difficult to listen to anything that's not crystal clear yeah like i know you you can get vinyl that is crystal clear but for me like any kind of aberration or anything like that like i get so annoyed when my cds (laughs) get it's like i still buy cds though because yeah i buy cds i've got like my car is so full of cds i've had to get one of those wallets where you can just take all the cases off and put them all in there because i keep putting them in the wrong cases yeah yeah and it drives true. my boyfriend mental he's like why didn't you put them in the right yeah ones? yeah you're like because i was going down the motorway like, yeah. at like exactly. 85 miles an hour not 85 <laughs> it's so bad 70. when you're trying to change the cd and it's like oh my god it's so bad like oh it's not it's not so i'm like sorry if i just shoved it on the seat <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of it's, we've got it's got to be a system yeah and it's not not listen to music because i don't know <laughs> um I yeah. like those auto-changer things. My mum used to have one of those where you could put six in at once and then you could flip oh, between yeah, them. That That's my dream. Yeah. That's <laughs> or, your dream. Or like a, you know, a Spotify cable type thing. I know people with those. Yeah. Like an auxiliary cord. Yeah, I've got like, I've got an aux cable. Yeah. But um, it's still like... My iPod, my iPod's skip right button doesn't work. Oh no. So you have to know what you want to yeah, listen to. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. like... Oh no. Yeah, it just doesn't work. But <laughs> I, like, I like CDs because when I was like a teenager and stuff, I didn't have an iPod or anything. No. Um, and I grew up like listening to CDs on a Walkman and you'd listen from start to finish. Yeah. And I think that's still a really important I think that's really music. important that like, because artists still release albums. Yeah. Even though they release singles that, you know, an album's like a, it's a collection and it should be listened yeah, to. Yeah, it should be like appreciated as not, not always, unless you've listened a few times, you might just want to skip to. Yeah, but I also think um, a lot of artists now have, they're either embracing the kind of Spotify culture where they'll just chuck it on yeah. and like, it will be a collection of songs and it yeah. won't really be an album. It'll just be a collection yeah, of songs under an A. But then you've got other artists who are really working on concept. Yeah. And uh, I think one of those that I've been listening to quite a lot recently is Kendrick Lamar. Oh, okay. Um, I liked his um, Taylor Swift remix for the Bad Blood. <laughs> that's, like, that's all I yeah, have to go fine, on Yeah, no, that's I've fine. I've listened to a couple of his things. But I yeah. think Kendrick Lamar is quite different. difficult to get into. Yeah. Um, when I first heard him, I actually was like, really didn't like it. But then... What's interesting is a lot of music that I first listened to and I didn't really like it. I end up really That's liking exactly later on. Exactly the same. Like I, yeah, a lot of it. Like I'll listen to it, like oh, the song was a bit like it's kind of it just takes me out of my comfort zone and then yeah. I don't like it and then and then you after come back a while to I'm it, like no, yeah. that's really good. Like, Can you think of any examples of that? Well, like I was just saying with Taylor Swift, like yeah. every album apart from like I think the third album that like, was more country, but like the fourth album she released, like it was just. A, a shift and like yeah. it was quite dubby and it was like weird like mix and and it wasn't I wasn't expecting it and I was like oh, I don't like this dubby it's weird not dubby I don't know some of it 
probably getting the wrong word nervous it was quite poppy and it was okay. quite like i was thinking dumpy, no, dumpy. Yeah. have you heard like like a trouble and oh yeah oh dubstepy dubby is a different thing i was thinking okay. yeah you know dubstep yeah no no and like i really liked i really like yeah. trouble like it was just like oh i wasn't that yeah that i think a lot of people were did think that but and it's then, good like, it's at really the same time i think that album was like one best country album yeah. still because yeah. it's got yeah, country songs on it you're like but that's not that's country. not okay yeah um, what was the other song oh it was, that was um, We're Never Getting Back yeah, Together yeah, yeah, which no. was really kind of crossing the between yeah it was definitely of. that was a sort of crossover album yeah, yeah. I think um, yeah and now like and then 1989 is just yeah completely pop, pop. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah so Kendrick Lamar the first song I heard by him was Bitch Don't Kill My Bike <laughs> which is a horrible <laughs> song like song title yeah. even and I was like I think I heard it like... Yeah, like, I'm was, not gonna... I was like, like this. this is gross. This is like, oh, this is like so typical of rap music. That song's still kind of like, the chorus I don't like, but like, yeah. his singing on it's amazing. Yeah. Like, um, there's always something I think you'll like in... Yeah. And I think with Ed Sheeran as well, I was listening to like, when he brought out Sing and... Yeah. When he brought out Multiply, I was like, oh, this is... This I isn't. don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. That no, I mean, I still don't like that song. No. Uh, and The album is all right. My daughter really likes Shape of You and every time she listens to it, I'm just like, I really don't. Like, <laughs> that's also my least favorite song yeah it's like uh, not, not really into this but then go away girl i'm like actually quite yeah like i think it. i mean yeah. i think castle on the hill i think is the best yeah the yeah album. exactly I and like i know a... it's like it's so uncool now to say you like ed sheeran but like he's still all right <laughs> he's like, good and he's like, not like i heard that song i heard castle on the hill and i thought oh he could headline glastonbury with this song yeah and then like and a week later yeah, and he it's was like, like he, he's not like Coldplay level. No, he's not bad. No, he's he's just. I think he's proficient. I think he's talented. Yeah. I think. I think some of it's a bit too. I don't want to say too professional. That's not what I mean. But like clean. Yeah, like like maybe too clean or maybe polished. Polished. Yeah. I I find a lot of it's like appeals to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because now he writes songs a little bit. Yeah, of course. You know, he writes songs for Justin Bieber. Lose your own voice a little bit in that. I think. And um, yeah, I really like. Songs with Amy and yeah. um, Loose Change yeah. and stuff like that. Loose Change is a brilliant even. I, oh, so good. Yeah. Like, um, Have you heard his um, grime stuff he did with um, like Wiley? And <laughs> no, I don't think no. I want to, to be no, honest. Because I, I, I remember like watching him live once and then he started doing um, Burning, which is like a cover of a yeah. reggae song. And I'm like, he's putting on a voice. I really yeah. don't like that. I was like, God, that really kind of, that really switched me off from him. Oh, and I was enough. like... No, I think like at the same time you can hear when he has written a song like I yeah. listened to the, I listened to that Justin Bieber song I was like this sounds like Ed Sheeran yeah 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 or like I listened to like there was a One Direction one I was like this sounds like Ed Sheeran yeah, and then yeah. like you look at it and you're like hey has actually written this I was going to say as well like One Night is one of my favourite Ed Sheeran songs it's, yeah that's, it's that, so that is my favourite song it's that's the so first beautiful. one it's like, I think it's first one my friend showed me I'd heard A-Team and I thought like yeah. I, I was nice like, okay. I really don't like A-Team no I'm not a huge fan of it I like, thought it was nice it's, it works but it's like it's so horrible <laughs> it's a horrible song it's just like yeah no One Night my friend showed me this and that she was she was like oh i've heard about sharon like you know she was one of those like yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. i knew it before it was cool yeah yeah. but yeah. i listened to that song and i was like that line about chips and cheese is yeah. just so, so like true exactly and it's that kind of music that you can relate to really yeah easily and... that's why i think like it's, a, it's an image you can like you just get that one line and you think i know exactly what night you're on about i've had that same yeah. exact night i know <laughs> Where you are with that song, and yeah, you and then to it. and now he writes music, and you go, but yeah, but you're a multi-millionaire, and it's like, yeah, and it's you can't relate to it. Much, but to, yeah. you know, sh- people should be allowed to get to that true, stage. True, so it's, true, true. You know, it's hard. It's I hard. I get what you mean. I mean, we haven't really talked about like your history, and but you said you started writing music in high school, and yeah. then kind of came up through that. Um, 
And then when did you start playing live? Do you remember? Um, when uni, I think it was. I because I, I did uh, like an acting degree. Okay. Because that's like yeah, <laughs> but pointless. <laughs> as a well, no, I mean, you, very, you said you were in London recently. Really, to, really helpful. To yeah, yeah, no, that was that play. was a while ago. Yeah. But um, okay. yeah, like I don't do acting anymore at all, but. I do performing like I mean it, you know, it helps every, us a performer. Yeah, it definitely yeah. does. I had singing lessons. I did like we did all sorts of like musicals and uh, for my like last project in uni I helped write the musical as well. Oh, that's cool. But um when I was in uni we went to I did my last year in America. Oh so, yeah, so I was going to yeah. talk about that. That's I'm so jealous first <laughs> of all because I love America. I'm I'm a bit of like Have an you been? obsessive American. I've only been once to New York okay. when I was yeah, 14. And I didn't really appreciate it like yeah, I should have, but I like mean. it was still amazing. Yeah, like, I think it's such a big, you know, such a big country, and it's yeah. so diverse as well. And it, but it's it's also so alien. Yeah, definitely. It's like I think so... you, when you live, well, like when you go to New York, obviously it's it is similar to London. I don't think so. In a way, no, 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 no. You don't think people so. are, people are a lot nicer in New York. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that is true. But I mean, like in terms of, sort of the vibe is kind of similar. No, you don't agree. I don't remember to be no, honest. No, I feel like I big really cities con- there's yeah. sort of similarities, but like. Yeah. Wait, I stayed in um, North Carolina, in like wow. this, <laughs> well, East Coast, like South. Um, so why, why in particular did you go to America in third year? Um, it was just like we could go on, on like a sort. Of, it wasn't exchange, but mm. like a study abroad program. And okay. The three places I think were New Mexico, uh, North Carolina, or California, LA. Yeah. But, so what? What um, uni did you go know. to? I don't know. I went to, uh, UNCG. It was called. Oh, which one here? Yeah. Um, I went to Trinity, Carmarthen. All oh, right. Okay. But um, it's, it's funny because it's such a small university and it's so like community, like Welsh based. But then it's got these huge yeah, links, links across to, the world. Yeah, that's like, really we had, interesting. Um, yeah. I went to Canada with them as well for like a, a module. Yeah, I went to Greensboro in North Carolina, and obviously I was in, quite into country music already. Yeah. But we that's went. Really we took country, a trip out to yeah. Nashville. We yeah. went up to Chicago and. Yeah, we just I went to the Bluebird. And that's I such an experience. But, and, but doing that as part of your acting thing, but then you can kind of experience Yeah, the so like, music. I mean, obviously, like, we did amazing acting classes. Like, yeah. like Shakespeare classes and, like, voice. And it was really all <laughs> Going to America really to cool, Shakespeare but, classes. I know. But it, it was brilliant. It was really, really good. But um, yeah. the experience of actually seeing the country was more what I yeah, wanted definitely. out of it. And, you know, for, for someone who is so influenced by country, I think. Yeah. I think that's it a really was, important, you know, a like, really big kind of, step for me, I think. It's kind of like a pilgrimage. To yeah, it was literally like, it yeah, yeah. like that. It said, like, we went, um, it was with my, like, boyfriend at the time and, like, one of my best friends. And they were like, oh, should we should do a bit of travelling. And I was like, we're going to Nashville. I'm mm. taking both of you. You have no choice in this. <laughs> what, what, what year was that? That was 2012. Okay. But, yes, I, I completely understand that kind of thing, like, going on a pilgrimage to experience music <laughs> yeah. like, I think a lot of people should do it um you know find where your favorite not 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 doesn't work for everyone because like a lot of music doesn't have to be location based no. but I think um some sometimes it's is. like yeah. you can see that culture and you can see like this is where it's actually come from yeah I mean but you do have to be really careful because some musicians aren't embracing that they're fighting against it yeah. so you don't want to go to those places yeah but like yeah for like I mentioned Jeff Buckley earlier like I wasn't into him when I was 14, but if I had been, I would go to those places yeah. that he, he yeah, kind of yeah. like started out mm-hmm. in and experienced those kinds of things. No, I think New York is a quite a, such a diverse city as well. Yeah. Like I did a module on like, we did, it was popular song and dance. So it was a lot of like Jewish composers in like oh, wow. the, yeah. uh, I want to say 50s, I don't know actually. 
So like, like post, post World post, War. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But a lot of it, you know, you like listen to it and you're like, this is like, you know, this way like four chord pop songs originated. Mm, and yeah. So is it was it like klezmer or is it more? Um, more sort of um, Gershwin and. Oh yeah, like, and uh, Sondheim and stuff. Sondheim, yeah. yeah. Sondheim. Uh, my <laughs> singing teacher was obsessed with um, Sondheim. Absolutely obsessed. Oh man. But I love a lot West of that. I yeah. love West Side Story. West Side Story um, and again, that's that's another thing yeah, I want to go to New York to experience. Yeah. Is West Side Story. It's um, like yeah, Gershwin. I can't think of else. Cole Portal. Yeah. So it was a lot of. He wasn't Jewish, but it was a load of yeah, a lot yeah, of, that like, kind of Jewish era. Sort of yeah, fifties, sixties. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Exactly. That was kind of quite an interesting. Um, uh, yeah, and like Rhapsody in Blue and stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was talking about that, that with Mike Dennis. Where sort of yeah. pop music kind of started. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, the, that was the really kind yeah, of that was a turning point you know, popular in, um, song and in popular music, definitely. Yeah. And I think you know we owe a lot to that. Yeah, and you era. you know you listen to stuff and you're like, this is you know really like. And it's still, you can hear it's the still roots so of beautiful. It's everything, like, yeah. To. Um, I think "Summertime" is such a beautiful song. Yeah, oh I know my it's, God. One, it's, one, it's one of the most covered songs in the world or something, but it's so brilliant. Yeah, beca- because it's why, so, because yeah, it's so because brilliant. It's, brilliant. it's like yeah, and it's like you know, same same with a lot of songs, but it's yeah, there is a reason why those songs still resonate now. Yeah. And like, no, it's like you were saying about you know, yeah. there's awful stuff in every eight year old, but that won't be covered sixty years no, later. No, like, so yeah, so, yeah, so you went to. America and it kind of experienced those things yeah. and like it, I read your bio sorry but like, <laughs> That's fine. Um, you said you busked in yeah we um there was like a youth hostel we stayed at in um Chicago and they had a guitar in the like common room or whatever yeah. you call it but I just remember like picking it up and I was like playing every song I'd ever like learned yeah. on this and people were like gathered around I was like this is really cool like none of these people even know me yeah they're all like we're in Chicago and <laughs> I think, like cool. my friends were like well we'll just see you later <laughs> you can yeah, just yeah, stay yeah, here yeah, by yeah. yourself we're gonna go see Chicago <laughs> but that's I think that's really you know the whole I don't know it's like this the phrase breaking America but it's yeah. like it's it's really good because America is so well sometimes it's so open to it is open and it's they have more of like a like yeah man you can do this like, yeah 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 why, you positive know, attitude we can all do this yeah Everyone like can do anything if you go into and play a play a music venue in america and they've never heard of you they're open to listening to you yeah whereas i think in the uk they it's sort of like would easily them. like go i don't want to oh, this. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Um, no in in nashville especially like yeah you will go into any bar and there'll just be music and mm. but you go in. You know, there's loads of music in Britain, and you'll go to like in Wales and hear hear stuff like you know sort of covers bands and things, and people yeah. are sort of like not bothered. But yeah. in it's, Nashville, it's kind it's, of everyone's playing. I mean, there are covers, but everyone's playing their, like their own stuff. Yeah, and people are like we're watching, we're listening. And yeah, like, it's not background. music. It's amazing. It's not background yeah. music. It's like you know what's on that night in that yeah, bar, exactly. and you're there to see it. And and I wish there was that. Yeah, and I wish there yeah. was that attitude yeah. more over here. Like there used to be. You know, I think people used to go out to gigs and hear music for the first time yeah. at a gig, yeah. and now that is so rare. No, it's right. It's like, so you, rare. you won't go unless you've already heard yeah, it. Yeah, and, and it's that's that's, that's really... what I mean. I like. I was thinking about Glastonbury, and like, like I keep being like bombarded with people like sending me like, and yeah. like oh look who's playing, and I'm like, I've never heard of any of them. I'm just gonna go along and but like, it's... see. I was like, I want to obviously, I like mm. having the time so I can yeah, yeah pinpoint who I actually really want to see. But I mean, I like two points from that is like. I say, like, oh, it would be nice if everyone went out to gigs. But I don't practice no, what I preach. I know, I'm the same. Yeah, and I think everyone, it's really difficult. I mean, for example, like Hub Festival, yeah. um, I went and saw bands that I knew I liked. And yeah. I went and saw them. And, like, but then 
if there was some space, I'd go and yeah. I think see festivals a are a really good way of yeah because you're there anyway to see whoever you're there to see. And I saw a band called Parks yeah play, and I was it was complete accident, mm-hmm. and it was just like oh let's see what's going on in this venue. And yeah, I saw them play, and they were one of the best bands. Yeah, I saw it's that different. Like I think weekend. with live shows as well, even if you've heard stuff, it can be completely different. Like I went to um festival in ireland called electric picnic yeah a couple of years ago and i the arctic monkeys headlined yeah but i saw stuff that like, i saw i've saying i see i've seen ellie golding the most live out of any artist hmm. accidentally accidentally i've never yeah. been to see her but she's always been on the lineup and i've just ended up so, watching oh, yeah, it and fun, i'm like yeah. i really like her yeah. like, i haven't like necessarily gone to see her but i saw um nowhere in the whale and i i, I was like the stuff's okay yeah it's not like you know it's quite a lit and i find it a little bit bland some of it but yeah they were brilliant live, and I was like, "This is really, really yeah, good. Yeah, it's really it's different. It's a brilliant show, see... and I mean, but and the, I really liked it. It can happen the opposite way. Yeah, though. you go see a band, and you're like, "Oh, that was really awful live." Yeah, that's um, true. As well. uh, but and then so you say about people like sharing music with you. What I did, I went to Reading Festival a couple of years ago, yeah. and that's like my only real festival experience because I hated it. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> but, what um, I found with it. Yeah, like I haven't been to many. Yeah. What I did was I looked at the lineup, looked at all the bands that weren't playing when the bands I wanted to see were playing, and then like went, No, I don't really, I know I don't like that, but I like got a playlist yeah. together and downloaded stuff. And I got into about oh, 15 amazing. new bands because of that. Yeah. And like I went to see them and I thought they were great. And I think that's that's a really good idea. Yeah. I think people should kind of, I like festivals because of that. Like you should really yeah, try and listen to it. When everything. there's so much in one space, you've, there's no excuse really. There's, yeah, exactly. And it's like. Stumble across music exactly. everywhere you go. Yeah, precisely. I mean, there's thousands of bands yeah. playing Glastonbury. I mean. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to Kaya Fest you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. In, uh, it's the third time I think I've played this year, but. All right. This year. This yeah, yeah, yeah. Third time I've played it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But um, last year there was so much like, so much reggae and so much ska and I was like, yeah, it's okay. And then I went to like all of them and I was like this is really really good and there was a band that headlined called uh, Treehouse Fire yeah I know Treehouse they're yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. brilliant and I've got like three of their albums in my car now <laughs> well yeah I mean I, I know, yeah I know Treehouse Fire and they're quite like they've been around for quite a long time yeah. as that kind of regular thing and they, they put on a good performance yeah. and stuff yeah no I definitely yeah and it's I think yeah, exactly. It's a live thing, especially yeah, you kind you of engage of, with them live. You engage yeah. with them, and then you like they're more like likable. I think that's a skill. Yeah. It's like to... um, I think it's it can be difficult to um, convey live stuff sometimes, yeah. but and it, uh, but then the opposite when you do something yeah. great in the studio, it's and hard it's, to bring it's that different, across. Yeah. So you, you went to America, you went to Ireland for a bit. Yeah, I lived in Dublin for oh, amazing three or four months. Wow. With uh, my best friend there, but um. It's the same there with music, actually. It's, it's similar to America. Like, you get a lot of the trad stuff, but you get a lot of random original. Mm. Like, there's loads of open mic nights. There's loads of, like, and like jam nights and showcase nights and things. Okay, but it's like, do you think it's more um, kind of internal then in, um, in Ireland? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, because you don't you really... You don't hear a lot of Irish stuff. I mean, you do, but it's not. It's nothing that's, like, doesn't shout out that yeah. it's Irish. It's, yeah. like... Um, like not like Wales does, or no, sometimes no, no. Scotland does. <laughs> like, um, well, Scotland is quite hard because a lot of those bands have just really thick accents. You're like, yeah, yep, they're from Scotland. They're from Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think with Irish Irish bands, like, uh, I find it really interesting that I know it's not actually Ireland, but like Northern Ireland, like Tudor Cinema Club, from yeah, Northern Ireland. It's like you wouldn't no, know, you wouldn't that know that until you, like you looked it up. But yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's plenty of Irish No, it's bands a lot of like, there's, it's inspiring there. It's a lot of Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful culture. You know, you, everyone goes, oh, it's beautiful. So it's, like it's like, yeah. Theatre and things. Yeah, like yeah. Well. Um, and I think it's kind of, 
it's a bit underappreciated island. Yeah, it is. It's one of those, like, you think it's not, because, you know, they speak the same language. You think, oh, it's not really a different place. But it is mm. a very different country. Yeah, of and course. it feels yeah. very different. I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of, like, religious undertones yeah, as well in Ireland as well. Yeah, You went to Stockholm, which I'm... Oh, in- yeah, I went last uh, November. To do, to do a show to do a gig, there. Yeah. yeah. It was really cool, actually. We met, um, I'd worked at, um, there's this Swansea festival called Pilly Pala. Oh, yeah. Um, last year, no, not last year, the year before. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I know yeah. uh, Angela, who, yeah, who yeah, yeah. It. yeah, I yeah, worked yeah. in um, Mozart's in Swansea. Yeah. I worked in the bar the, one of the nights. I went to see a band the other night, and then I played, I think, a Jamie Owens show in the morning, and I was just like, it spent the whole weekend, like, just doing music, and then Amazing. my friend went, do you want to go to a gig? Like, I'm playing down at the scene, and I was like, oh... Yeah, go on then, I'll come down. Yeah. It was like, literally, there was like hardly anyone there. Like, yeah. everyone sort of musicked out by this point. But two of my friends were playing, and then this Swedish woman was, they were supporting her. And this guy had booked her to come over. And then he said, oh, yeah, like, send me a CD, and I'll yeah. get you a gig somewhere. And then, you know, eventually, like, two years later, he was sort of, we managed to book this gig in Stockholm in this bookshop. So it was it was a really, like, odd gig. It was completely unplugged. Yeah, but um, the guy who ran the bookshop was um from New York, and he he was Jewish, and he'd put on like he's so he's from that sort of era, but he'd put Bob Dylan on at his first gig. Wow! In New York, so I was like, oh my gosh, I've met, and they're doing like a documentary about this guy, but I'd never heard of him. He's called Izzy Young. Okay. And um, yeah, we played a gig for him. He's just he's about eighty-seven, and he's so funny. That's great. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, and no, you just like meet these people, and you don't even realize mm, how important they how are. How important yeah. they are, or what they've I done. Think, yeah. I think that's, you know, a lot of people that like get neglected in, in yeah, the definitely channels of history, whatever <laughs> that kind of thing is. Did you find it was a different experience as well in Stockholm? It was very like they were very quiet it was like a really nice crowd because mm. they'd all bought tickets as well okay so it was a were, were you supporting were you i was um it was sort of like double headlining i uh, guess okay. it, was, it was supporting yeah. but you know so we both... was it someone from sweden yeah it was someone from sweden so it's kind of like they you yeah, been brought so, over you know, from, i'd been yeah, brought okay. over to play with them but um we went to like a blues jam in the day as well this like open mic thing and we just sort of played a couple of songs there but in the evening it was at this bookshop and it was very sit down like it was such a small space probably no mm. bigger than than the room we're in now yeah but um everyone was quiet and listening it was like just rows of chairs and we were just sat at the front on these two chairs yeah but i actually sang one of my um my welsh song that i released yeah. earlier this year and they they said like oh that that's really, like we love that song like that's the best that that's the best song because because it's really like from where you've come from yeah and it's nice to hear like the culture of that even though i was like you don't know what on earth yeah I'm saying. <laughs> yeah great you know you're right because um like growing up, I listened to well, I didn't listen to it on purpose. Like my parents played quite a bit of world music, yeah. And then when you listen, to, when you listen to music in other languages, it's kind of a bit more freeing. In a yeah, sense. you're like, oh, this, this is like I don't know what to listen to. I don't know because I'm not listening to the words. Necessarily. Yeah, you're kind of yeah. And then also, I find that you know when you do read the lyrics or like when it's an English sing, well, not an English singer, but it's a someone singing yeah. in English. But and the 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 way people write lyrics in other countries is much. Yeah, it's, a lot it's different. just different. Like, I don't know if you've... It's int- It's like even, like, popular stuff. Like, it doesn't even have to be, like, folky kind of things. Yeah. It's like, um, if you heard the, uh, this this song Despacito, it's, like, really popular. Not sure. Oh, wow. Is it? It's like, uh, so Who Justin Bieber did a remix. It is Justin Yeah, one, yeah. So it's, but it's not a Justin no, Bieber song. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, remix. No, I have heard it. But it's, like, even... That's, like, a massively popular yeah. song. But even those lyrics are really different to what you would hear yeah. in an American pop song yeah. or a British pop song. Um, something like, and it's quite, it's quite a 
some of the lyrics are quite kind of personal and intense but it's like something it's like using the word manuscript in a chorus and it's like it was just unheard of (laughs) yeah it's really strange like I was just like that's really it's interesting to kind of get those perspectives and it's also like um you know I've I've worked a bit with Kizzy Crawford oh yeah yeah and like she's and, fast, yeah yeah so she she's bilingual um and so she will do songs in both and she will sing yeah, yeah like like yeah. with your song you um did you write it in english and i then... wrote i wrote it in english but then i sort of changed the i changed some of the lyrics when i re-released it. yeah but oh, um okay. yeah i but... worked with my sister on like translating it yeah sort of translating it It obviously is different in welsh the words yeah. are, are different yeah exactly i think you have to do that if you are yeah, doing of course, songs you know, in both just little things like but it does change the meaning of the yeah the exactly and, and like well. and you have to do that to adapt it yeah. and it but it's also interesting as well when you hear someone who speaks another language as their first language and then they will come up with English words and yeah. it's like I've I always find that really interesting I think it's really kind of you know people do understand that but I think yeah. it's underappreciated by mainstream yeah. music and I think it should be recognised more mm-hmm. uh, so I asked like two final questions as well I think yeah. I think that's a good kind of place to. Um, do that uh so the first one is um what song or record or piece of music recently have you been listening to a lot or it doesn't have to be new it, it can be just something you've listened to a lot recently i think now see i'm, I'm finding that this question is quite difficult it's quite a hard question because think... not many people now listen to one thing over and over they just they listen to a, yeah, a whole um, array of stuff i've been listening to gabrielle Aplin's new ep because she went so not solo um like independent okay and so she, her sound's quite sort of so it's different. not affected by yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but her, she got a new song called miss you which i really really like um i've been listening to a lot of lo- local musicians as well that people i've been working with them um, there was a band they're not together anymore called remembering august yeah and i just i literally just had their ep on, on in the car so yeah. that's like the most no, that's I, the yeah, thing I i've remember. last listened to was that but i think luke's still going but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, I haven't heard anything from solo, but yeah, this, that's the sort of stuff I really like. Yeah, like harmonies okay, and, and that's quite, yeah, 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 exactly. You know, they worked quite, quite well together. Yeah, to it, yeah. and it was quite sad, but I quite like that sort yeah, of Yeah, yeah, it's quite sad. Yeah. There's their story as well, actually, like, yeah. Oh, well, but, you know, these things happen yeah. all the time. Um, you know, at least it wasn't Fleetwood Mac levels. <laughs> uh, I like Fleetwood Mac, actually. So, Rumours, which is, like, obviously their yeah. kind of most famous album, there was, like, all this conflict around yeah. it. Um, I've heard re- a bit. I haven't heard probably the full story. But oh, there's this amazing documentary, if you look it up. Yeah, okay. It's uh, about the whole thing. It's fan- it's yeah. fantastic. It's, like, classic albums, yeah. Fleetwood Mac Rumours, and it's... And they, like, <laughs> they... Oh, it's, it's, it's yeah. honestly it's one of the best music documentaries I've ever seen and it's not even like that complex it's no. just talking about it. and they like go in and, and look at each track and like like talk about it. it's just yeah sorry it's <laughs> yeah, just fantastic no, I, like, it's like, I love stuff like that I like but looking it, deep into yeah, and lyrics it's like, and... yeah and I kind of didn't really appreciate that until yeah. later on in life um, you know because I heard Don't Stop and then like uh, yeah. Dreams and yeah it's like, Dreams you, is such a beautiful you ca- song yeah but it's like those are so popular and it's like you kind of I mean, but then when you listen to it within the context of the album, it's yeah, like yeah, so it's different. And like, I think what really kind of hooked me into it was The Chain. Because to me, that oh, yeah. was like, that was more towards the music that I liked. And then that's how I got into yeah. that, that, that album of Fleetwood Mac. Um, and then, so yeah, so the other uh, question I ask at the end is, what's your favourite? Uh, this is also a question that kind of gets people go oh no i can't answer that it's a really difficult answer but what do you know have you got a favorite record of all time um it's probably 
Speak Now by Taylor Swift. Okay. So it's their third album, and it's mm. really like underrated album i think so it's the one that came up for red yeah so yeah. like she was big in america with like love story and, yeah. and that sort of filtered over here and then she released her third album and like i liked it and obviously i listened to it yeah but thinking about it like the sing none of the singles sort of made it over here yeah because i don't yeah exactly <laughs> i don't know right you know it goes that. from sort of love story to red over yeah. here like that's there's the sort like of narrative kind of and there's a like whole sort of lost bit, album yeah. in between but i think some of the song like i was listening to it earlier and i was like none of these are particularly singles even but, though some of them are singles. Yeah. But I was like, but there's some really good songs on this album. Yeah. And it's okay. a really good, it's a concept album, so it's really, oh, like, really? interesting. What's it about? The, it's called Speak Now, and the concept is kind of like, I wish I'd said this at the time. Uh, so this oh, so, is what okay. I'm saying there's, now. Do you know that French concept. phrase? L'esprit sure. d'escalier? What does that mean? Uh, I, I can't, don't know if that's the right <laughs> pronunciation, but it's um, it's that feeling you get where you look back on a memory and know exactly what you wanted to say. It's yeah. the spirit of the yeah. stairs. So like, oh, it's you nice. looking back down at the stairs and what you should that's have done. That's really interesting, actually. Yeah, yeah, I have a song like, at the moment called Staircase, so I might nick something like oh, that. No. That's really no, yeah, funny. No, um, yeah. uh, there's actually a Julian Baker song that's quite... Um, I, I edit stuff on this website called Genius. Oh, okay. It's like a lyric website, yeah. but you add in the song meanings. It used to, it's kind of, there used to be a song like, so a website like that called Song Meanings, but Genius okay. is much more interesting because you yeah. annotate lyrics and then oh, that's say cool. which, which, what they're about like and you can that. talk about the whole song. Yeah. And I, there's a Julian Baker song that I literally, I used that phrase and said, this is what this song's about. It's called Something. Right. And it's about, um, it's from the context of she's had a conversation with someone who's just kind of like left her. And she's sat in the uh, parking parking lot, uh, <laughs> and she's just like sat there, go like still there, going, "Oh, I should have done something." Yeah, and that's why. That's that's why. why I, yeah, I think that feeling is really like it's like gut wrenching, and you're like, "Why did like? Yeah, I wish I'd said that. I wish I'd stopped that. I wish I hadn't said like, that or anything." Oh yeah, no. I, once once you do the song, I'm actually gonna play it for you because I think if you're writing yeah. a song like that, I think it would be quite yeah. interesting to kind of hear it from another. <laughs> perspective yeah that'd be really interesting but yeah thank you for the conversation Talked thank about you very much quite a lot and yeah so i was just thinking back over it we've covered everything yeah <laughs> and the fact that we started off quite like she hasn't really had a proper conversation yeah i know that's why like I was and the last muddled. time i saw you wasn't ex exactly in the greatest circumstances <laughs> but it's like you know when i first heard your music i was like there is something here yeah and it's oh, thank you yeah i mean but it's it's so hard to do that especially i don't know what it is about i don't know what it is about I, I don't know, I'm trying to say this without sounding incredibly sexist, but I, you'll understand what I mean, um, about women who are singer-songwriters, because there is so, it feels like there are so many of them, especially in South Wales. I know so many. Yeah. And, I, know, I know a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I think it can be quite difficult to set yourself yeah. apart from a lot of them. I get what you mean. Um, I don't know why it's not the case with men. But also, I think I'd argue it is a bit. As I well. think, yeah, I think it is. But you don't he often hear from them as much as you, no. and they're not as prolific, no, that's and true. they're not as. You know, I know a couple, and I know that they do that. But a lot of the people I know that do that end up being in bands or yeah, like, the no, men I, get, that I do, do get and they collaborate. Mean, yeah. But a lot of no, I know I, a lot. I know a lot of male singer songwriters as well, but. Yeah, but most of them are from Southampton. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay, maybe it's a different Random, thing yeah. in South Wales. Maybe, yeah. Um, but yeah, like a lot of them are kind of collaborative. And yeah, more, but yeah. Like I I'd agree with that. Uh, I think I think there's. I don't know what it. I don't know what it is, and I'm not going to speak to it because obviously it's 
a lot to do with gender politics and I don't as a white man I don't have <laughs> I don't have a good voice on it to say but I think it is really important like to distinguish yourself yeah I, I mean in, in yeah it can, genre, it can be the same for yeah any genre and it's like you know you can have scar bands that all sound the same yeah. you've got to set yourself but but it's like I think in particular I think there are it's a kind of niche thing you could yeah. have you could name 20 yeah, yeah, yeah. people from South Wales that do yeah, what you do, do but you do it in a certain way that I quite like and I think that is really important and I think to, to, yeah, yeah it's fine sorry okay, keeping yeah. all this praise on you no 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 um, so I think I think you know as much as it's a similar genre then something will just appeal to some to one person yeah. whether it's a lyric or the sound or something about precisely it. and I think you know I get really disappointed when I hear someone and they don't do yeah. that and I'm just like well that's it I'm not I'm not interested anymore oh. but um but yeah with you it's because I, I guess I should say um you came through the Oxjam kind of application thing okay yeah I know I, th- I think that's yeah. that's how we heard you and you said you were playing Swansea the yeah. same day and I I kind of I always feel a bit apprehensive about those things because the quality can really vary yeah, yeah. um and you know sometimes it could be like oh well I appreciate it but I just don't I don't really think this is very good but yeah. with you and I think there was this other guy who I'm gonna I'm having an interview with Thursday okay. this guy called Tetrahex so he's from Newport the name. yeah probably because he's, yeah. he's on the same lineup yeah. um he's like a producer okay so I listened to you and listened to him and I was like these that you're both fantastic in your own ways and you're both quite young and I really kind mm-hmm. of recognize yeah. and I want to kind of promote young music like that and so yeah I just I think that's just basically the <laughs> context cool. of how I heard you first and, and kind of did did feel, yeah, I'm not even going to go into what actually happened to Oxcham, but, um, you know, I've I've tried to kind of go, look, you should listen to this person yeah. because yeah, they yeah. are... No, I, I feel like that with, with people and some, some things, I'm like, I just want to promote this for you. Yeah. And I'm I doing think, my own stuff, but... <laughs> I think it's difficult when people take things at face value, going back to the kind of like image thing we talked about earlier. Yeah. It's really difficult. I think particularly for like solo people because yeah, I get what you you've mean. got to no, set yourself out apart. And someone kind of... said something with photos and they were like, it's not necessarily, or I think it was with names actually, names or yeah. photos. It was like, it's not going to necessarily get you anywhere, but if it's not good, then you definitely won't get anywhere. No, exactly. <laughs> or something like, something like that. It was like, I think it was to do with yeah. band names, but. Yeah, yeah, band names. It's are... like a good name won't get you there by itself no it will but help. it can help yeah exactly i mean you yeah, know there are some terrible interest, band names out or, there, or like song also, names or you yeah know, exactly anything. yeah yeah and it's kind of but that's just that's yeah. just one element really and i think i think you know <laughs> there's a lot of different things to make yeah. someone successful anyway but yeah thank you very much thank you very much <laughs> so as alary mentioned earlier uh, she said she was going to play this song uh, don't take me home and you can also watch a video of this uh on youtube or facebook um and if you know where to find those it's just erratic control podcast on facebook or you can just search larry and harrod's don't take me home on youtube and i'm pretty sure this isn't a track she's actually recorded yet so it's kind of like a bit of an exclusive but i'm sure she's playing it live and i'll kind of tell you where to see her after this track which is don't take me home in my mind and you can see me on the skies I'd like to keep this rhythm but I've tried and all I see is you and all the things I cannot do Whoa, don't take me home 
palace fades black and blue and I cannot stay here with you oh don't take me home I'm looking up not looking back and I'm not falling for this trouble don't take me home when did we get so naive you wear my heart upon your sleeve oh don't take me home I used to know what I could do But baby, I'm caught up in you oh, Don't take me home I've got a picture in my mind You can't see beyond the skies I'd like to keep this rhythm But I've tried And all I see You cannot see into me or pull me down like gravity, oh, don't take me home. And I'm just spinning around and around, going crazy in this jaded town, oh, don't take me home. I've got a picture in my Gold, but I can't stay here Just getting old Oh, don't take me home And maybe I'll come back to you Giving up on this one too Oh, don't take me home I've got a picture in my mind And you can't see beyond the skies I'd like to keep this rhythm but I've tried and all I see is you and all the things I cannot do Why? don't take me home don't take me home don't take me home don't take me home So thanks to Larry again for um, recording a podcast with me. I, that conversation was really, really interesting. And again, it's been really interesting to listen back. With the context of the interview, you know that we recorded it before the election, which was like a couple of weeks ago now, even now, um, before this goes out. And it's always interesting to kind of listen back to these podcasts and, you know, remember what we talked about. It, it, it's kind of like listening to a brand new conversation so it's quite interesting and you know it doesn't take too long for me to edit them as well so I'm not like recycling bits and 
it's it's great to kind of listen along as I would as a usual listener, I guess is the thing I'm trying to put across. But um, yeah, Larry had some really, really interesting things to say. I kind of, it's always great to kind of be inspired by someone from your own generation and like possibly even younger. And I, I think, you know, that's come across quite a few times in these podcasts and, you know, I'm learning so much from these podcasts, it's kind of quite a cool thing and i hope you are as well as you're listening um alary's got loads of dates coming up which is great and she's got them all lined up for me to talk about um so i can go through she's got so much coming up and that's great so you can go and see her and um, first thing she's got uh, she's placed tons of gigs in swansea so um in swansea she's playing on july the 14th in tino's on the 15th of July, she's playing in the Fleece in Bristol, if you want to go check that out. I think it's like an all-day acoustic thing. In Cardiff, then, she's playing at the Roth Summer Festival on July 16th, and she's also playing the Bucket List in Swansea on the same day. Uh, when I first met Larry, she had been played, she'd played in Oxjam in Swansea, and then she was coming to play Oxjam in Cardiff. So she likes doing two gigs in one day, I guess, because she's doing it again on the 21st of July. Uh, she's playing a Cocoa Bar in Southampton, and then the Ferryman in Warsash, which is a place I've never heard of, but I assume it's close to Southampton. July 23rd, she's playing Goody Hoo in Cardiff. Then she's playing the Big Cheese Fest in uh, July 30th. Is that the Big Cheese? Yeah, Big Cheese. Yeah, that, that, that yeah, got it. Um, August 13th, she's playing Americanos in Swansea. August 17th, she's playing Brewstone in Swansea. Tino's again on 18th of August. I mean, I could go on and on because there's so many dates. It's brilliant that she's got so many lined up. And um, you can check it out on her Facebook, which is allowing Harrod Music. Uh, if, uh, well, after Facebook.com. Right, I'm going to stop rambling, um, but I am going to ramble a little bit more. Uh, I want to put a personal appeal out there. Um, so... The first podcast I did was with Rob Nichols from Junior Bill, and it's no secret that I work quite closely with that band and um, and their sound engineer and tour manager, and uh, I'm helping them quite a lot with this new project they're doing called Above Your Station. Um, at the moment, we are about 11 days, I think 10 days from the night this podcast goes out, away from the deadline of our pledge campaign for the Above Your Station film. I want to ask if you could give some money towards it because we're really, really hoping to pull this off. And if we don't get the funding, it's going to be uh, not great. So <laughs> uh, please uh, give us some money for it. That would be awesome. It's £5 and you get the film, you get music. Uh, it's going to be really, really good. I'm loving the plans. It's oh, I'm so excited for it. And it's to be a part of something like that in Cardiff is just going to be amazing we've had this fantastic review in buzz magazine so excited for it and if we can pull it off with as many people involved as possible that would be fantastic uh if you want to come to the gig as well it's on july 27th you pay an extra two pounds on top of that five pounds to come to the gig so it's a two pound gig and you get a film and the music and exclusive tracks exclusive videos you get to see the film before anyone else like we're bloody giving it away and it's i can't believe we're not 100 percent yet but I don't, I don't know. Anyway, so if you want to do that, you, all you need to do is go to bit.ly forward slash above your station, one word, and uh, just contribute that way. It'd be amazing if you could. Really, really appreciate it. I'm going to shut up now. Next week's podcast is with Tetrahex, who I mentioned in this podcast. That was really, really cool kind of insight into um, a producer's mind and kind of like it much, much more different from um, the interview I had with Ransom as well. So I kind of, I think you know 
getting that perspective from from Jack Hughes, is his name, uh, and then his stage name is Tetrahex, was really, really interesting. So yeah, check that out next week on the 12th of July. And yeah, again, if you can, that'd be amazing if you could subscribe via iTunes or through an RSS feed. There's a whole load of things you can do if you haven't got an iPhone or whatever, or an iPod like I've got, because I'm old school like that. And yeah, just rate us on iTunes or on a on the Google store, I think there might be, I don't know, maybe I should look that up, um, uh, or listen on SoundCloud, and hopefully, cross fingers, I've sorted out a session to do with Jack uh, before that podcast goes out, so that'll be interesting as well. Uh, yeah, so check that out next week with Tetrahex. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>